Hi, everyone. This is Ronnie with Everything Vive. I'm, I'm here with Greg Loudon. He's from uh, Third Eye Studios. Uh, Greg, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, of course. And yeah, just to give a little bit of background for people that are listening, uh, this is not the first time that, that Greg and I have spoken. We actually did an interview with each other back at GDC 2018, uh, you know, two or three weeks ago, I guess now. And uh, unfortunately, we had a mishap with the recording. So this is us kind of reconnecting and getting a chance to to talk about the game because we, we really had a great conversation and we wanted to try to get somebody out, something out there for everyone to listen to. So, um, so yeah, so I guess, I guess, Greg, if you want to kind of, you know, briefly introduce yourself and what your role is at Third Eye Studios. Sure. So yeah, I'm, I'm Greg Loudon at Third Eye Studios. I'm the lead designer on Downward Spiral Horror Station. And, uh, it's, a uh, what we like to call a mysterious and atmospheric uh, sci-fi thriller that's coming to PC, PS4, and every VR platform. So PSVR, HTC Vive, of course, um, Oculus Rift, and Windows Mixed Reality. So we're definitely, um, we have a really exciting kind of VR version of the game that comes included in the game. So if you, uh, obviously, if you're listening, you probably have a VR headset. Um, but if you're curious to play the version without the VR headset, that's an option as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm the lead designer. We're a really small team based in Helsinki, Finland. I'm the lead designer, but I'm actually the only designer. And we have one other programmer uh, kind of working with me and three artists. So there's kind of a core team of five. We have uh, one sound designer, so it kind of all adds up to around eight people. And uh, I think the other thing I should say is we're all very experienced. So that's how we can create a game that's really high quality and uh, looks as it does, as you can probably see in our trailers and uh, when you learn a bit more about the game. Yeah, and, and for those out there that, that aren't aware, uh, you can actually check out the game, a, a version of the game now, if you, if, you are, if you have access to Steam, you can go and check out, uh, it's, it's called, Horace, it's called uh, Downward Spiral Prologue, which is uh, the, the kind of short snippet of, of, of gameplay that they released previously, so you can get a kind of a taste before the eventual release of, uh, of of the larger product, Horror Station, which will be coming out in the future, um, I, I definitely recommend it for anybody that you know has a VR headset, or, or even if you don't, just to go check out the game because it's it really is a, a great experience. And and like Greg was saying, it, it's definitely atmospheric. Um, you mentioned Greg, uh, you know, the fact that the people on your team have quite a bit of experience, and that was one of the things that. I, I really took away from our first conversation was the fact that, uh, you know, although you guys are, are a relatively small team, uh, you come from a very diverse uh, set of backgrounds and, and backgrounds that kind of, you know, bring a lot of unique skill sets to the table as far as, especially a VR experience is concerned. And I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about uh, what some of that, some of those backgrounds are at your studio and, and kind of what, what makes you guys, I think, uh, especially uh, able to bring this type of experience to VR? Yeah, uh, definitely. I think um, the interesting thing about Third Eye for people is we're essentially, uh, in terms of development, we're half X Remedy. So Remedy is the famous studio that made uh, Quantum Break and Alan Wake, where a couple of our, um, myself included, worked on some of their games. And uh, the other half is X Unity. So we're using Unity to make the game. But we're very lucky that we have these great uh, programmers 
that essentially um, they provided some tools for us, which we're using, which makes it a lot easier to develop the VR using Unity. And the uh, the final component uh, is Ville Valo, who's a, uh, a very kind of famous Finnish musician who's from a band called Him. And uh, he's essentially created this amazing electronic ambient score. So we're, I'd, I'd like to say we're a mixture of uh, storytellers, uh, technology, or games technology, that is, and also uh, a rock star, in the case of Ville Valo, who's like a platinum-selling artist who's, uh, whose music in our game is very different, but it's very, very cool. It's, uh, it really connects with our atmosphere, and I think the one thing I would like to say for people about the game that's interesting is that uh, we don't have any cinematics, we don't have any voiceover, we don't have any diaries. It's completely visual storytelling. Uh, com- and obviously, when it's purely visual, we also make the most of having great music and sound. So uh, it's a it's a really unique experience, and I think it's something that only we could make because of our team setup. Yeah, and I, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I also remember, in addition to to all of those different types of experience, uh, that you had mentioned some some type of, of film experience or, of or course, an yeah. studio experience. Yeah, and that's it's the other the other background for me, of course, is that um. Before working at Remedy, I also worked in film. So I, the last science fiction movie I worked on was Gravity. So doing a zero gravity kind of space thriller <laughs> is not really that unknown for me. And I also worked on Prometheus, uh, both of those in London, along with World War Z, which doesn't have that much relationship. And as some of your listeners may have guessed by my accent, I'm I'm Australian, originally from Sydney. So I worked on some uh, Zack Snyder movies there as well. So. I've been really lucky to get to collaborate with a lot of good storytellers and uh, action filmmakers and just great directors in general. So I can take all that experience and put it into um, my work, and in this case, into Downward Spiral. So it's um, it's been really interesting because on Gravity, the sequence I well, one of the sequences I worked on was the first person sequence where Sandra Bullock is going through a Chinese space station and she's pulling through a bunch of uh, debris and. Working on Horror Station, it's really amazing where I kind of had this, I obviously knew it was very similar, but I had this moment where there's a particular sequence in our game that's, it wasn't on purpose that similar, but it really just brought me back to that same feeling and connection. So I think for fans of Gravity and for people that may have noticed some of the details, I'll also notice some of the details in our game as well. So um, yeah, very yeah. experienced team. No, definitely. When I when I got a chance to check out Horror Station at GDC, I didn't know all of that background going into the into the demo, and and I mean right away the like like you were saying the visual the visuals the I mean especially I, I I tried the game in VR, so I haven't had a chance to play it just on on my PC. I'm sure I'd I'd probably be playing it a little bit of both if I uh, like once I get a chance to pick it up here. But um, but yeah, one of the things that stood out to me right away was just how realistic the environment felt. And a lot of it was the visuals. A lot of it was the movement system. But a lot of it was just, you know, kind of things that I didn't always know were having a huge effect on me, like the, the audio, like like the score, like like a, a bunch of other things that were kind of at play while I was experiencing it. Um, I don't know if you could talk a little bit about some of the unique challenges and in, 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 in creating atmosphere in VR. And maybe I know since since uh, Horror Station it works both in VR and on the PC, kind of what you guys have done to maybe um, you know create an experience that maximizes both of those different platforms. Yeah, great question. Um, it's it's incredibly uh, complicated, but also like 
I know it's counterintuitive, but quite simple to create atmosphere. And I think it comes from tension. Um, so that's something that we really try to maximize in the game where uh, listeners already, we've actually revealed uh, a similar um, experience to what you had. You can kind of check out 17 minutes from the game to get a good idea of how it works and how it is, in this case, the PC version um, that we've revealed. But essentially, when we're building the atmosphere, we really try to have contrast. So the beginning is very silent, and we just have like the ring of an alarm coming from a monitor in front of you. We have some dark red lighting in the space, and then it kind of moves over to a, like a very cool like zero gravity space. Where, as game designers, the cool thing about doing like a zero G game, which there have been a few, but I don't think any like Horus Station, um, it means that you can really just change the level design where you're not just on a flat plane, you're not just on a field uh, with broken cars. If it's the apocalypse blocking you and other things, the sky's <laughs> the limit. So you can kind of float up and. Since we have Ville Valor's music, we really choose to use that music well. So just when you are maybe a bit bored or maybe the tension's built too far, we can kind of relieve it in that sense with this. So I think atmosphere is all about tension. Um, in terms of the challenges, uh, it depends on the platform. So I think with virtual reality, uh, as players can check out, if they check out Downward Spiral Prologue on Steam already, um, we kind of nailed the movement system where we found that you can kind of trick the mind and not cause motion sickness, which is obviously very common in virtual reality, mm -hmm. where if you can push and grab and pull yourself, it's, it's almost a bit like being underwater and kind of swimming or obviously being in space on this occasion. So once we kind of had that, uh, Prologue just really connected and it was just about building a good atmosphere and having great production design and good music and it all kind of connected. And then obviously Horror Station, because we're lucky enough to come back and get to do another game. It really just takes all of those lessons and pushes uh, our tech and our experience to the next level. Um, for the PC version, though, it was it was quite complicated. And I think part of our innovative like controls that we have, mm -hmm. uh, which is something that I think is very special, when people try the PC version or the flat version, uh, the VR version is by far the most immersive, and I don't think it'll be topped in those regards in terms of immersion. Mm -hmm. But uh, with the flat version, we had to rethink the gamepad and the keyboard, where in games, usually you hold down W or you push the left stick forward, uh, whereas for us, we almost treat it like it's your arm. So as you can probably already hear from that statement, it's quite unique. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I'm trying to think of exactly how it worked because, I mean, yeah, like, like you were saying, uh, like I, I got a chance to try out the movement system, obviously when I played Horror Station, and that was one of the things that right away uh, it was very it was very freeing in terms of in terms of where I felt I was able to go because I mean I've played obviously a lot of different types of VR titles, and and one of the things I think that is sometimes a little bit difficult is when you get into those situations where you're not exactly sure where you are or you're not exactly sure what the best way to move would be. Uh, like a lot of times, you know. It, everyone's experimenting with different ways that you can uh, get around environments. And in, in games like yours, where there's a, a free movement system, oftentimes people are, are developers have tried to use, you know, just general locomotion, uh, you know, very much more traditional types of, of movement systems where, you know, you're, you're just moving forward on a pad or, or teleporting or that sort of thing. And what I really liked about what you guys are doing is the fact that you really combined multiple systems you like you said you have you're able to push off of the environment 
and you can really push off kind of anywhere that you're able to to reach in order to to gain momentum in the zero g environment but then you're also able to, to pull yourself with with the grappling gun and and for me anyways it was a very seamless transition from using one versus the other it was never but yeah to, to get back to I, I guess things that i've seen in other games um you usually it's kind of a binary you usually choose one mode of of movement or another and with horror station i felt like i was kind of able to you know just jump from from pulling myself to pushing uh, you know using very the you know both mechanics whenever it was most convenient for me and what that ultimately did for me was it it kind of turned off that those alerts in my my mind i just started using them as i saw fit and never really thought of movement as 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 being an issue or hampering my experience in any way so um so yeah so kudos to, to that and, and what what led you guys down that path i mean you, you i know you're you're talking about how how unique it is uh and and how you really you took that system and even applied it to the pc version of the game the flat version um what led you to that path did you initially start with the more traditional path and eventually decide to go this route or or what, what was it like? Yeah, I think at the beginning there was a lot of experimentation because virtual reality is so new and exciting and it just has like such a potential. Um, there were obviously a lot of tests where maybe, unfortunately, players and yourself don't get to experience the things where we try things that don't work that make you um, feel, <laughs> feel sick and other things. But uh, we just found that once we kind of nailed the movement, it was kind of like a eureka moment where it just all made sense and we kind of, once we had that, it was more of an issue of players could, and ourselves as well as designers, you could so easily move around the station and it just kind of created this unlimited potential where we just started thinking like what would be cool in the space rather than thinking how do we design a locomotion system. So in Horror Station, we have three ways to kind of move around. We have the uh, like push to float or the pull yourself forward locomotion you mentioned. We have the grappling magnet, which mm -hmm. is my favorite. Mm -hmm. And we have the uh, the thruster, which is kind of, uh, it was shown in prologue, but it's like the quickest way to move, but it's been uh, updated in Horror Station. And the thing was with the grappling magnet, it essentially came from the fact that when I was playing, I kind of constantly wanted to reach for things. And I was like, man, it'd be really cool if you could just pull that thing towards you. Mm. And then it just came to me being like, why don't we create like a grappling hook, which is kind of similar to, I think, what a lot of other cool characters have in games or certain games. So uh, it hadn't really been used in those proportions yet, but it just kind of, it came organically and naturally. It came from just, I think, the question of just wanting to deliver to the player to kind of uh, do what you said, which is just get lost in the world and not question the world. So Yeah, because um, when, you, when you break it down like that, I mean, thinking about kind of how the, the, the different movement mechanics work together, I mean, it really does allow for much larger types of spaces and more, I mean... Uh, Again, kind of referencing what you talked about previously with creating tension and kind of, you know, move in, in Horror Station, I, I, I remember being kind of in, 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 on one hand in a lot of kind of smaller cramped hallways and stuff like that. I mean, reminiscent, think, think Alien and, and different movies like that where you're really, you know, kind of confined to a more oppressive space. And then those those corridors kind of opening up to much larger spaces. And, and I, and I can imagine that when you're in the tighter spaces, you know, the, you know, the pushing mechanics make a lot more sense, but then when you're in those large environments, having to, you know, 
finding a way to be able to still move around while not always necessarily near an object or near a wall. I think you guys balanced the, both of those systems really well. And, and, it, and, and when I played it, uh, I never got a sense like I was frustrated, like I can't do what I need to do in this situation because of the mechanics are holding me back. I always felt like, you know, if, if I was engaged in a, in a firefight and I didn't move or do what I needed to do right away, it was always my fault for not, you know, using the systems correctly. It wasn't the game kind of lacking in in in, in the types of abilities it was giving me. So, uh, so that that was also something I, I guess I noticed. And um, I guess along those same lines, if you could if you could talk a little bit about um, what it's like balancing, uh, you know, cinematic ex- authored experiences in VR versus uh, you know, the emergent gameplay, I think that becomes, you know, kind of just a, just a byproduct of the fact that you are in the game and kind of physically moving around. Uh, what are some of the challenges there and, and what do you guys do to try to, try to move or not move the player in, in certain directions? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good question. Um, I think the traditional response would be you'd use cinematics, but in Horror Station, I think a cool thing is we, we don't have cinematics. It's, uh, we have like a series of um, principles we like to follow. Like one of them's atmosphere. Uh, the other one is kind of discovery. Like our story is discovered, not told. So I think our story is really interesting. It has lots of different uh, influences, but I'll have to remain as mysterious as I was in JDC <laughs> in terms of answering that stuff. I think yeah. it's better that players interpret and play. They're, they're the stories I love and there is a deep story, but yeah, I, I won't mention it. Um, but the the other thing is just uh, it's something that we like to call like play don't show, and it's something that you said where we really just want the story to emerge from the players itself. Um, so the cool thing with the locomotion, and it's something that we noticed, and it's also uh, a feature of the game, is you can play through Horror Station without any enemies and without any combat. And for us in testing and just playing the game, it's completely okay because the movement system alone just makes it an interesting experience. The uh, the combat, if you want it, it obviously amplifies the experience. Mm. But if you just want the experience of exploring and puzzles and those things, we offer that as well. So in terms of balancing, it's um, I think it's more similar to like scoring a film in a sense. Like that's kind of one way we've looked at it. A lot of games usually use dynamic music where music loops when you're in combats. But we try to do it for emotion because we don't have dialogue. We don't have voiceover. We don't have cinematics. We don't have diaries. If we really want to emphasize a moment, we use music. Mm-hmm. So it's um, quite similar to a silent film, I guess you could say in a sense. Um, and yeah, in terms of the whole pacing of it all, it really starts from the story. So I think I may have told you at GDC, but uh, when we started planning the game, I wrote a full screenplay of it. So I know at the end of this act, there's a major twist. I know here there's this, there's that. And in terms of balancing the emergent gameplay with the cinematic experience, it more comes from just using cliffhangers and other conventions. So there's a lot of cliffhangers, but uh, they're not told. So it's a bit of a complicated response. I don't know if you got anything out of it, but that's kind of how we've tried to control it. So we've written a screenplay use that to guide the experience and then taken the screenplay away and just amplified everything on top of it. Got it. No, cause that's no, you're, you're totally right. I mean, when I played it, I definitely was just, I, I felt like I was learning the story at my own pace while I was exploring. And uh, a lot of, 
and a lot of the atmospheric stuff that made me feel certain ways during the game, you know, was kind of the story that I was getting. Just the fact that I thought, I thought, for example, when I finally was able to, and no spoilers or anything like that, I think this is a, most people will probably assume that at some point you're, you get out of the station for, for a bit, given that it's a zero G game, but just for a second, when I, when I got, when I opened uh, one of the hatches and, and got out before I even knew that I had opened the hatch, uh, the, the sound cues, just the, the way that the audio changed to where all of a sudden I couldn't hear anything and and my perception was warped from from the the loss of pressure in the in, in the quarter that I was in like mm-hmm. it was kind of especially in VR it was a really uh, immersive moment for me because I I felt something that I didn't necessarily see it was something that I I guess I heard but the effect of it was that I felt like something had changed around me, and I and I thought that was that was a very powerful moment for me. And again, it was one of those one of those moments where I really felt like I was completely somewhere else and exploring something. And and all of a sudden, kind of, I guess, I guess for lack of better words, I was a little bit vulnerable in the sense that I, I felt like the environment had a power over me, which which I'm sure is something that 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 you guys are trying to probably convey given given the feel of the game but um yeah no definitely that was that was the complete intention there and it was uh yeah very very all everything's kind of done in a very big sense of trying to have the player feel certain things i think that's the key word and i think that's how you get tension and atmosphere is through actually feeling the space and getting lost in the space so it's it's really good to hear you hear that, and I I can't wait for um your listeners and all players to kind of jump in and play the game because it's we have so many great moments like that. And the other thing we haven't really spoken about, I realized, is uh, we've been talking about it like it's just a solo game, but it's also it has two player online co op, so you mm. can go through our entire story in virtual reality online, which online co op in VR is amazing. Like it's it's cool to see yourself floating around, but when you see another player reaching and grabbing things and Mm-hmm. using a grappling magnet as well it's uh it's another completely new experience and i think the cool thing is we've really managed to keep i feel that that experience together and if anything it's it's just like uh going through a, a space with a friend you can kind of actually negotiate and try to figure out the meaning and maybe the other player will notice things you haven't and those sort of things so it's um yeah really glad you managed to connect with that sequence we put a lot of thought into that one yeah, no, I mean, it was it was definitely one of those standout. I mean, I think it's those kind of experiences that everyone really is excited to try in VR because anytime anytime you're in a new place and you're able to be taken away somewhere where you would never get a chance to experience yourself, I mean, it's it's different than, than a movie because you feel like you're the one that's experiencing the, yeah. the, the situation. You're not just watching someone else experience it. Yeah, and I think that's that's even just a big thing with virtual reality. I've learned in the, in a sense that with um with games, even working at Remedy, like Remedy made Max Payne and Alan Wake and Quantum Break, and both of those games have names of other characters, and you're you're kind of pushing that character through the world. But in virtual reality, I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that the uh, the player is the character. So you yourself, you're the you're the you're the star in that sequence, and that's why. I think we we almost make it anonymous in a sense because it makes it so much more immersive when there's not a character or you being told that you're someone else. If that makes sense, I think it's uh, yeah, 
it's almost more like designing a ride at a theme park like Disneyland or Universal Studios than um, designing a traditional game where you have Master Chief or Space Marine or any of those characters. It's a, it's, it's a, new, it's a new medium. So I, I really think the anonymous aspect is a good way to design to kind of hook, hook players to the experience in a sense. Yeah, and on that point, I'm kind of curious. I mean, when what was your first big VR experience and what, what led you guys to decide that you really wanted to make a VR title? Great question. Um, I think it was different for everyone. Um, I guess my kind of first big VR experience that I found really exciting and kind of mind-blowing, I guess it's quite similar for a lot of people, but it was uh, Valve's The Lab. It just mm-hmm. kind of, it, referencing Disneyland again, it felt like I was in a theme park. But I, I loved the experience, but I, I didn't feel the pull to ever want to play it again. It felt like going on a cool ride, and then yeah. the ride was over, and I, I had fun. But um, And that was something that I actually I did feel like with VR for a while. But I think after I played Downward Spiral Prologue, it just... I guess I'd been waiting for a game that had exploration that felt as immersive, kind of, in terms of world exploration as a game. And I really felt that Prologue was one of the first games to do that for me. So I was um, incredibly humbled where I joined the team after the Prologue came out to help them with the design and push push forward and take all the experience I had from film visual effects and games and bring it to the um, horror station. So, yeah, I, I feel like um, if you haven't played Prologue, it's, it's the game that converted me and <laughs> made me design this game. So uh, I can't recommend it enough. What was your VR experience? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, I... I, I had initially tried some of the, the the early like Oculus DK1 stuff, and there I want to say that the first, I mean, that didn't blow me away like the Vive did when I first got it, because like you said, I mean, I think one of the first experiences that I played with room scale VR, especially where I felt like I was just completely, you know, in another world, was probably the Lab or, or the Blue probably when I when I first got my Vive. But but yep. but thinking back to it, I really think the first time where I just bought into VR was when I I had my my Oculus DK1 and I uh, loaded up Titans of Space. But I don't okay, know, I, I, I haven't I heard of it. I need to look yeah, it up. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it's one of those games that, I mean, it's still an amazingly, you know, it, it's an amazingly well put together project. Um, at the time, it was just the first thing, the first game I had ever tried that had that sense of scale. And again, it's one of those, yeah, I mean, similar to what you guys are doing to some extent. I mean, it's a completely different type of experience, but uh, with Titans of Space, it's, it's almost like a museum where you're going through the solar system to each planet and you're able to, you know, you feel like you're, you're out in space and you go from planet to planet. And then the thing that, that really lasted with me at the end of, of the sequence, after you visited all the major planets, you're you 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 see pluto and all of that then then they start showing you some of the the nearest uh sun or nearest stars to our solar system and when they show you those stars they start showing you kind of what the scale is like so they so in times of space they they show you well this is this is the closest the next closest star to our galaxy or i mean to our solar system here is how big that 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 star is compared to our sun here's the largest known star in in the solar in the in in the galaxy and and just seeing how big those things are and feeling like you know for the first time when you're in vr i think scale is something that you're able to convey to the user that 
you can't do nearly as effectively on a on a flat screen. Just yeah, I completely agree. And and that was something that just blew me away. Like I, I don't think I've ever in in the blues some scale again is something that I think left a big impression on me. I think the first time I saw there's you know that big whale that comes at you and and yeah. actually feeling like there was something huge in the room with me. Um, mm. It's those types of things that I, I I recognize that you can get a different type of feeling or experience from VR that you can't get anywhere else. So um, that that that's awesome that you that you were able to you were able to try it out and that that led you down this path because I think what you guys are going to be able it's it's people like you with I mean really I think in order to make VR a successful medium and I I mean I think to some extent it's inevitable given what your what people are able to do in, in in this platform but the fact that i think to, to get the really great experiences we need people with very unique with developed skill sets on both the game tech side but also cinema also different arts to kind of all come together to to bring those advanced skill sets to this new medium because i mean i think that's we the the potentials there so now we need awesome creators like yourselves uh, to, to kind of fully realize those that potential. Yeah, yeah. And and then we need everyone to tell their friends and expand <laughs> and let them experience it as well. But yeah, yeah, completely agreed. We're really we're really humbled to be a part of it. I think there's there's a lot of great VR developers and there have been a lot of great games. So we just need to keep creating and um I think in in one way actually us having the game be available to different groups of players and if not both of them, I think it's a really smart way to kind of uh, for people that have it, they get an, an extra game. For people that don't, they uh, it get, leads them with just in our case, there's a there's a menu option that's kind of grayed out, which maybe makes them think, oh, well, maybe if I get PSVR or a Vive headset or mm-hmm. an Oculus or whatever, that they'll jump in and they'll have this experience that we both had, and they'll they'll be dedicated and want to um want to get more experiences, which is creates more content. So it's uh yeah, it's it's a really exciting time and. The cool thing with Horror Station is I, I unfortunately can't give you the release date, but it's coming this spring. So spring isn't that much longer. So no. uh, we'll be announcing the date very, very soon, but it's uh, it's not going to be long for players to jump in. So we're really excited to share it. And uh, I won't tell you more, but you mentioned scale. Uh, yeah. We have some very, very uh, cool moments in the game that you haven't played. So <laughs> I think uh, we're well aligned on that revelation. So I awesome. I hope you get the same feeling when you play the end of Forest Station. We really uh, we push it pretty far. So it should you you should really like it. Well, that's that's super exciting. I guess yeah, I, we can end on that on that note. Then yeah. I'm I'm super excited to play the game. Uh, you mentioned you know it's going to be coming out in the near future, so I can't wait for that as well. Um, what's the best way if, if people out there uh, want to you know follow the game, want to follow you guys and what your potential upcoming projects are going to be? What's the best way for people to do that? Yeah, uh, good question. So I'd say uh, you should follow us on uh, you can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, and we also have a website. It's uh, Third Eye Studios with a three uh, R D and .fi because we're based in Finland. But I'd say uh, any social media where there. Uh, we're posting quite regularly, and if you want to hear about the game first, then you should definitely follow us there. Otherwise, obviously, you can uh, listen to Ronnie, and he'll tell you more about the game ahead, I'm sure. <laughs> yep, yep. So Awesome. All right, well, thank you very much for your time again. Uh, you know, it was it was a pleasure doing the interview a second time. I think I think we, we got most of the things that we talked about in the second interview, but 
you know, kind of kind of weaved in and out a little bit differently than our our first attempt, I think. So yeah, yeah, and I think after you played, you were and as we were as well, you were very excited. So we we could try to capture that. But oh yeah. End of the oh. day, I think it's it's better that you jump into the full game soon. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I can't wait for you and your listeners to play. There's there's a lot of cool moments. It's yeah. um, it's going to be great to share. No, you're right. And just yeah, before before we we sign off, yeah, just yeah. If there's one thing I can say after my first play play of, of forestation you know, that was conveyed in our original interview. It was, like you said, the sense of excitement. I mean, I I really didn't know 100% what to expect. And after I played and got a chance to talk with, with, with Greg about, about the game afterwards, and I was, uh, yeah, just completely blown away and just super uh, giddy about just what the experience is like. I mean, it really did feel like I was experiencing, like I said, an alien or gravity movie for myself at my own pace and kind of doing things my way, but at the same time, you know, completely, you know, taken away into, into another place. So it was, it was an amazing experience and I can't wait for, for the release. So, so thank you so much again. And uh, yeah, we will be in touch. Sounds great. All right. All the best. <laughs>